filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Okay, ladies and gents, it's been a while. It's your buddy Gavin. Filibuster Freestyle, back in the house. 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. My voice is a little scratchy. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to go out last night. It was Saturday night. People go out on Saturday night all the time. Here's the issue. I don't really like going out on Saturday night anymore. Like, I'll go out. Like, I was at a wedding last weekend. We had an awesome time. It was on a Saturday night. But all I really wanted to do after a long day of work on a Saturday was sit on my couch and watch college football and watch the Red Sox and the Astros in the American League Championship Series. But my cable's out. And huge qualifier. This is a first world problem. But Hurricane Michael, Tropical Storm Michael, Tropical Depression Michael, whatever it was, and it, it enacted catastrophic damage down in Florida, for sure. So I don't want to make light of it. But, you know, in the America we live in, it's great to make excuses for why you had to go out and have too many drinks. And by too many drinks, I just mean, listen, I'm, I'm about to be 40 years old. I can't handle more than like two glasses of wine. So I probably had like four beers last night and a Jameson's and I feel like a truck has hit me in the face. So hence my voice. But anyway, my cable's been out since Thursday because Hurricane Michael's remnants came through Charlotte. And honestly, it was like three hours, but it was a fierce three hours and the cable's out, the internet's out. Long way of saying, uh, I couldn't watch the Red Sox in my house last night. And it's playoff baseball. you got to watch the Red Sox at your house. But I'm literally listening to myself talk now. And I just know my voice. <laughs> my voice is a lot different than usual. Um, but, yeah, you got to watch the playoffs. And then, of course, the Red Sox had a, a, a very tough time with the Houston Astros. Um, this podcast, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but will likely address um, the ALCS in some way, shape, or form. First guest to me, Marky Sal. From Marky Sal Waldecor, you all know that. We're going to talk about Kanye West uh, and his visit to the Oval Office to see the president, President Trump, uh, this past week. Because, well, well, first of all, you guys probably have listened. If you haven't, please do. It's Phil Buster Freestyle's two-part episode on the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings and the drama and issues that ensued related to the Brett Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearings, the accusations made against him, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well chronicled on two straight episodes of the filibuster Freestyle. But in the second one, we had our buddy, Delicious Tommy Sunshine, wrestling expert, come on. And we literally tried to be in the theater of the ridiculous, which was to pretend that WWE superstars would come in and give certain Washington insiders and political people their, their WWE finishing moves because like these people all need to basically get their butts kicked and obviously we're not actually advocating violence but in a ridiculous in a ridiculous podcast premise we were talking about giving senators you know the stone cold stunner the people's elbow you know the pile driver uh, you know the tombstone pile driver from the Undertaker whatever but as ridiculous as that concept was as ridiculous as us having Tommy Sunshine come on and make kind of I guess light 
of what's going on in Washington just because we all need a little bit of a break from it or make it more of a farce than it is. Somehow, truth always wins in terms of being stranger than fiction. Because what Kanye West did in the Oval Office is that, I mean, if you, if you had done that on Saturday Night Live, people would have been like, wow, what a crazy skip. It would never happen in real life. <laughs> but it happened in real life. Welcome to 2018. As I also said during our podcast on the Kavanaugh stuff, back in 2016, when everybody was saying 2016 is the craziest year ever. And then obviously 2017 quickly beat it. 2018 in August was already the craziest year ever. 2018 in September was already the craziest year ever. 2018 didn't even need the full 12 months to usurp the title, to take the title from 2016 and 2017, both of which were years that completely defied the norms of what it's been like to be an American for the last 20 years, say. Anyway, uh, Marky Sal coming up next. And um, before I get into that, though, places listening to the filibuster freestyle really pumped up. Had a lot of listens, pretty much inexplicably. Hold on a second. I gotta grab a drink of water here. Unofficial sponsor of the week, Tap Water. Um, and a fake band name of the week, Tap Water. Double, double G up there, guys. A lot of listeners in the Czech Republic, which I've been there before with my buddy Bob Sullivan. Uh, saw Guns N' Roses uh, in a ca- literally in a ca- next to a cabbage patch, not in a cabbage patch, next to a cabbage patch in the Czech Republic, in Prague. But the listens did not come from Prague. It actually came from a place near the Slovakian border called Uerski Brod. So props to our friends in the Czech Republic in Uerski Brod. Ashburn, Virginia, back on top. Good to have you guys back on top, and thanks for always listening. In Chicago, Chicago, I'm glad you're listening. Your boy Kanye, hometown guy. We're about to eviscerate him a little bit, I think. That's okay. Providence, Rhode Island, Miami, Des Moines, Iowa, Atlanta, Omaha, Denver, which I was there last week. Thanks for listening, everybody. A lot of listens in South Africa. Pretoria, to be exact. Pretoria, South Africa. Stuttgart, Germany. Abu Dhabi. We've had them listen before. A place called Scafati or Scalfati. I may have written it wrong. Written it wrong, excuse me. <laughs> also speaking wrong. Scafati, Italy. And then we had some more people in Colombia, Singapore, and Malta, which is a beautiful island kind of in the, in the Mediterranean Sea, kind of between Sicily and the African continent. So what up in Malta? Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Coming up next, your buddy Gavin and our buddy Marky Sal. All right, ladies and gents, as promised, it's Marky Sal from Marky Sal Wall Decor. Marky, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. What's going on? Well, as I was just telling you on the very brief pre-show, I am without cable or internet. And uh, as you were just make, mentioning, because you have a son who's, you know, 10 years old or so, you guys, met, you were just mentioning that when you guys didn't have cable and internet, like, he couldn't, he couldn't go on YouTube, he couldn't play Fortnite, you know. Again, first world problems, but holy crap. That's 90% of his life. So, <laughs> so that half an hour or so, you know, I was like, hey, you know, there is a backyard out there. You know, when I was a kid, we yeah. used to go out there and, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so it's like you, you don't want to make light of the situation that, you know, Hurricane Michael comes through and there are probably people whose houses got damaged and certainly there are people who fl- it was flooding and in Florida it's a mess. But it's tough to run a podcast when you need, you know, especially when you're doing a lot of pop culture stuff, when you don't have the internet or TV. Right. 
And as I said to folks before you joined, I did a little, you know, beginning of the show, kind of getting things set up. My voice is a little scratchy today because, you know, I don't really like going out drinking anymore. And, you know, you and I went to college together, okay? And you and I definitely had our share of, of Budweiser's or Miller Lights or whatever the heck we were drinking. But you, you know, you and I don't, you know, I don't think you drink anymore at all. I hardly drink yeah. anymore. I hardly drink anymore. And I just wanted to watch the Red Sox. But you, they don't really like when you go to a bar and sit at the bar and watch the Red Sox and order water. They don't like that. Right. Yeah, they definitely don't. It is awkward going out because I, I will go out with with Tullos from time to time still, and I, I I'll order soda water, and it's it's just a little bit awkward, you know. It's like I, I don't know, it's just not, not the thing, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's super awkward though. But I'll tell you what, there are definitely. I actually ordered some soda waters last night too to kind of intersperse my 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 uh, cocktails, if you will, and. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I enjoy drinking. I enjoy drinking the soda water ten times more than than the, than the alcohol. <laughs> it's like refreshing. I, I listen. I, I I go through a lot of soda water in my in my house, though. So. You do, actually, ladies and gents. This is funny. I was at Marky's house about a year ago, and my man drank like eight cans of soda water in three hours. It was awesome. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely, when I stopped drinking, you know, beer, like it's kind of like you just like the nervous habit. You go for the soda water. So. No, I like it, man. It's and it, it, I'm telling you, no one ever, no one ever got, no one ever got in trouble for drinking too much soda water. That is the truth. <laughs> I mean, tell you what, that should be the soda water because you live in Worcester, Mass, and polar, polar, polar seltzer water, whatever polar beverages is there. Their tagline for their soda water should yeah. be: No one ever got in trouble drinking too much soda water. <laughs> I think that's a great idea, for sure. If I had social media right now, which I basically don't because I have no internet, I would totally tweet at them. Tweet that at you know, I'll, do that, I'll do that for you, and I will give you credit in the tweet. Hey, either way, I don't even need the credit. Everybody on the freestyle knows we thought of it together. Um, dude, listen, one more thing, one more observation about 2018 having no cable versus, say, you know, 2002. Um, back in 2002, I had, like, a VHS collection and a DVD collection and a DVD player and maybe even an old VCR somewhere in a closet. Like, I have electricity right now. I would be fine in 2002. Like, my phone works. I'd probably have a landline still and I could just watch, like, Happy Gilmore for five hours, you know? Like, I don't even have DVDs anymore. It's freaking crazy. It, it, is, it is crazy and it's like, I, I recently, I'm the same way, you know, we, we, we redid our living room and we put the DVDs like away in a closet, you know, because any any movie that's come out that we've wanted recently to, you know, own, we we bought digitally, uh-huh. and there isn't even a point to necessarily do those because we'll buy them and then a month later they're on Netflix. So it's like, yeah, the, the world is changing. Yeah, I mean, I literally had, you know, whatever, four dozen VHS VHS tapes, and I would honestly. My kingdom right now for those tapes in a VCR that works. Absolutely. But anyway, let's talk. Speaking of kingdoms <laughs> and cr- crumbling, crumbling from within, etc. Um, do you agree with the premise that if somebody told you Kanye West and Donald Trump had an Oval Office meeting, that the most likely source of it would have been people pretending on Saturday Night Live? We. We are in an alternate universe. Anything is possible. Yes, I agree with that premise. But in 2018, and you just hit the nail on the head, anything is possible. And it was not Saturday Night Live or Key and Peele or anybody else, Dave Chappelle, who thought of this skit. It was real life. 
<laughs> it was real life. Exactly. It is, and that's a scary thing. Super scary. Super scary. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, where to start? I mean, can I just start with this? What's Kanye's deal? Like, I know that's a super broad question, and his deal is like he's maybe insane, but that's just me talking. I want to hear from Marky Sal. Like, what the what the hell is he doing? I, I think that there I think that there is mental illness there. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, <laughs> but I, I do think that you know between the things that he's he's admitted to, right? The struggles that he's admitted to, yes. Um, as well as like the behavior that kind of would be like you know telltale signs or whatever. I think that there is. I think that there is the mental illness there. But I, I think superseding that is is you know just the fact that you know he is just one of those people who's just completely and one hundred percent about himself. Uh-huh. He thinks the, the world of himself. Um, and that's all he cares about, similar to Donald Trump, and that's why the two of them get along. And I, so I think that that's it. I, I think that Kanye West isn't caring about the struggles of other people when he's over there talking to Donald Trump. He's thinking about what's good for Kanye West. Correct. But, like, I totally agree with that. And I feel like him going to the over office is certainly in some way, shape, or form two guys – who are used to doing publicity stunts, doing a joint publicity stunt. But how, how does if Kanye is really looking out for Kanye, which I agree with you, like he totally is, how can he think this is, is a good idea, even if he's being ironic, which I don't even know if he, he is anymore. I think he, like, he had a chance to be ironic for a while. Remember when Kyrie Irving said the world was flat? Um, first of all, that wasn't as dangerous, even though it's crazy, but like, one, Kyrie Irving eventually was like, dude, I was messing with y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, yeah. Kanye could have gone to the old Oval Office and completely just put Donald Trump on blast and been like, see, I, I played it. I played it right. Or he could have walked out of there and be like, I'm just joking. That guy's insane. But, like, he, he's now past the point of no return on, like, he's in on Donald Trump. So how does that help him when I would imagine most of his fan base, white, black, whatever – isn't down with him agreeing with what is a completely niche platform that is really geared towards like white nationalists and that's it. Like I don't get what he's trying to appeal to there. Like if he's trying to like win the win the white nationalist listening base, like he's going to alienate the other part of his base, just like Donald Trump has. Yeah. Like like yeah, it'd be great if more white nationalists listened to rap, but not at the expense of everybody who isn't a racist. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, so, all right. I think that he's not necessarily um, doing it to seem. I think. I think he does believe that that he's on the correct side of things in his mind. But I think more importantly to him, it's the kind of thing like um, there's no such thing as bad press kind of thing. So, for example, we're we're doing a podcast today that's largely about Kanye West. Yes, we're not doing one about John Legend. Right? Correct. So, so, so John Legend is somebody who who is trying to do good for the community, trying to advance you know, the social causes that he that he cares about. But he people don't talk about him as much because he doesn't do the outlandish, crazy stuff that Kanye does. And so, I think for for Kanye, he's kind of just like I, I honestly don't think that the the, the part about. Um, you know, like like I said before, like being on the right side of history or or, or any of those other things really matter to him. Right. Um, I think he he's just 
wants to be talked about. He wants to be the biggest thing going. And um, so uh, there, well, there was another piece about that that I was going to say, but I don't know. I'll leave it there. That I, I guess he just, he just all he cares about is being, oh, this is what I was going to say about his fan base. I think that there are a lot of his fans who don't necessarily, uh, you know, because of his beliefs, they're not going to not play his music, right? Yep. They're going to still play the music if they like it. It's not going to, his political beliefs aren't going to necessarily matter to them as much. That's what I've, I, I've kind of been watching it, you know, the same way you have, just to see, like, you know, where the, if there was all this outrage and that kind of thing. And I really think that people, his fan base is able to kind of separate it and, and say, we can listen to his music and not necessarily agree with everything that he says or does. Correct. And that, that I think is <clears throat> totally fine. Like any artist or any, 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 anybody like, you know, me, I have a job and I go on my podcast and talk about things and they're my opinions. They don't reflect my job. You know, Kanye's an artist and his music, especially music that he made before does not reflect his views necessarily. That's totally fair. Um, but my hot take is this. Let me, let me, let me, and it's related to what you just said, which is, I think he knows that for the most part, his creativity tank is like running on empty. Um, I think he knows that Trump supporters especially care way more about fame than substance. And frankly, most Americans in our culture today care more about fame than substance. And so I think he's trying to appeal to, you know, to your point, he wants to be a part of the public consciousness and he wants to be, you know, at the, at the zenith or the zeitgeist, just to use a bunch of Z words, Legend of Zelda. But he wants he wants to be, he wants to be he wants to be in, talked about because if he's talked about, people will then then say yeah, and he used to make such great music, and then they'll say yeah, let's go listen to some old Kanye tunes because like he, he I think he knows that he he's probably not going to make a lot more hits. At least he's not going to make an album full of hits ever again, you know, and he's never going to be as relevant as he used to be. So if he does crazier and crazier crap. We'll talk about him, your point, and then we'll say, oh, but I liked, uh, I liked his first record. I'm going to go listen to that again. You know, and then, therefore, more downloads, more whatever, because as we talked about at the beginning of the show, we don't own CDs anymore. So every time you stream Kanye from old school Kanye, he's getting money. <laughs> so you're right. Maybe it is a publicity stunt. Maybe it is working. But I, I, just, feel like yeah. he, I just feel like he knows he's not going to make more money with new shit. Excuse my language, everybody. So he's trying to just make us think about him and then go go full nostalgia, which is another problem America has right now, which is we were in love with the past and just listen to like 10-year-old Kanye music. Yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I guess the, the only the only difference that, that I, I would point out, you know, that, that, that I think there is that um, I don't even know if it's as much of, of him caring about selling like the old music. I think that that's, that may be a part of it. I think that it's more like just being addicted to that idea of he's, he's in the public consciousness, yeah. as you said. Yeah. I don't think that he wants to go away from that. He doesn't want to just, you know, retire and raise his kids out of the spotlight. No, he needs to be in that spotlight. And so I think that this is, this is just a way for him to stay in the spotlight because he, he feels like, like, you know, following his gut with these crazy ideas is what keeps him in the spotlight. And make no mistake about it, t- like, aligning yourself as an African-American with Donald Trump is crazy. And it's, it's more than crazy, but it's crazy. Yeah, it just seems like, again, it, from, from my perspective, it just seems like career suicide. 
Um, and to your point, maybe he doesn't care. And also, he basically is just doubling down on, I'm going to do crazier and crazier stuff. I'm going to align yeah. myself with the most ironic thing possible. And that will keep me famous. And all I care about <laughs> is being famous. And it makes sense. I mean, here, here's something I wrote down in my notes. I mean, which is, it cuts two ways. But being involved with the Kardashian family never ends well for the non-Kardashians. <laughs> like, they are like vampires. Uh, and Lamar Odom. I mean, come on. I mean, Kanye went in way more famous than, than Kim. And, like, now he's having to resort to wearing MAGA hats and hanging out in the White House. I mean, he's from the same hometown as Barack Obama. And he never went to the Oval Office for eight years when the first African-American president was there. And now he's going in with the first openly racist president since, like, Andrew Jackson. I mean, like, come on, dude. What? So we, so we talked about, I have two things to say about that. Number one, when you talked about nostalgia for the past, I, I, can, I can fully admit, raise my hand to being guilty of being nostalgic for the presidency of Barack Obama, right? Oh, and definitely. Day I, saw, I saw, like, that little video clip of uh, Obama call, calling Kanye yes. Kanye West, what did he call it, like an idiot or an asshole or whatever? Yeah. And it's just like, and it's just like that, that's, that's how an intelligent person would just like address the kind of things that Kanye West is up to, you know, just say, oh man, he's an idiot, you know, whatever. Instead of like giving him a platform to like just spew like this, these idiotic rants, like just not like thinking, this is what annoys me about it. Like, I do think that he's, very intelligent, and I think that he makes really good music. You could say that his music is genius. Like yeah, I, yes, I, yes. I would say that some of the songs, they, they would fall in the category of genius. I would. but and, and I say some. But I would say that, like, overall, that doesn't mean that you can just go start talking about any subject in the world, and, and people are going to be like, oh, yep, that's a genius. No, that's just not how it works. And I think he <laughs> sounds like an idiot when he tries to do that. Um but the, the the other piece of it was, um, I don't know, I lost it. Well, it's all good. We were talking about nostalgia and the Kardashians and... Uh, yeah. Kardashians, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So about them, I think that I've actually kind of, over time, kind of given them some more respect in that, you know, in, in the beginning, I, I just saw them as like a, a, reality, a reality show stunt, right, kind yep. of thing. Um, but... but one one area, the area where I do kind of give them respect is that they do. It, I don't think it's always easy to take the negatives that come along with what they do. Right? Mm-hmm. They put their lives out there, yeah, and they just have to like deal with that. And so, I, you know, I think that what what other people kind of why other people can't really deal with that is that like, you know, when 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 your when your husband's on on videotape like cheating on you and the whole world sees it at the same time as you do, you know, leaving the house the next day to go to, you know, to go do, you know, do your, your shows or whatever you're going to do. That can't be easy. Right. So there, there is a strength that that, that, that group of, 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 you know, that family has, has that I think that's something that's admirable. And I don't think that everybody else can kind of deal with that. So like I said, I do give them some props in that area. Totally. No, actually, I, I feel I, to, for them to have become the brand that they have become, to your point, they have had to go all in on their lives being open, like under the microscope, open books, right? So p- props to them. But for some reason, 
like they attract people who aren't part of their family, which is very natural. All of us, you know, have had relationships and everything else. And that that person comes in better and leaves worse, or at least <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. You know, I agree with that. And, and, and you know, you know, I mean, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. I'm not alluding to that being worse, but it's definitely different. You know, like it's definitely a major metamorphosis. And but like uh, Chris Humphreys, basketball player. I mean, like. 20-day marriage to Kim Kardashian. I don't even know if he, like, I know he still, he might still play. He played for a couple years afterwards, but, like, like that didn't end well. I mean, Kanye, I, I just don't think, as, yeah. as an artist, this has gone well for him. Uh, Lamar Odom, case closed, enough said. Um, close, yeah. y- you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know who the younger Kardashian girls even are, like Kendall and whatever, Kylie or whatever, but those dudes are probably worse off, too. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yep, they will be at some point. And, and but I agree. I agree with your original point that that I'm not blaming the Kardashians for anything that happened at the Oval Office. But um, I, I just I just think Kanye. You know, <laughs> I think Kanye marrying Kim is kind of like when Donald Trump ran for president, which was like they didn't think they'd have to do anything like crazier after that. But like in Trump's case, he has to like actually be president because it worked. His election worked. And for Kanye, it's like, yeah, no, you know, you broke the internet by marrying Kim, but now you have a kid, and it's five years later, and, and no one cares, and so it's like, okay, well, I got to do some crazy crap. What's the craziest crap I can do? And to your point, as an African American, to align yourself with Donald Trump hard is pretty out there. Yeah, pretty out yep, there. Pre- pretty out there. <laughs> did, did anything stick out from the speech that, that you had, or his rant that you, that, the, the meeting that you have, like, like, like that sticks out to you that you wanted to like? Bring up like, is it, did anything resonate at all, whether positive or, or certainly on the negative side? Do you? No, no. You know what? It honestly didn't resonate. And what, what? The, I guess the bigger thing that I kind of left with, and it was there wasn't any one thing or thing or or any specific point that I can point to. It was just more of like that sounds like an old guy like in an alley just describing his outlook of the world to you. You know what I mean? Like, just like, it, it, it didn't sound like something that came from an educated person. It sounds like something that, like, bits and pieces of, of things that people have heard over time all put together just to, like, show that they know something. Right. It really... It, it really, I don't, I don't, it was, it was sad, I guess, is what I, sad exclamation point. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> sad. <laughs> way to, way to bring it back. Hey, would you say, would you say this? I said this on the pre-show, not the pre-show, but before you came on. Um, would you agree with this though, that the year 2018 only needed nine months to officially win the, the craziest year of all time? It's getting shorter and shorter the amount of time that it takes to for for us to be like wow that's unbelievable I've nothing like that yeah I I agree one hundred percent that we are in this in this twilight zone area and in in months keep topping other months yes and I I'm, I'm afraid for where we go you know what I mean like what's what's gonna be what's gonna be acceptable I just think back to when 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 we were talking about um, you know when when the country was kind of dealing with Donald Trump and. He had just become the uh, the nominee for the Republicans, and I think that there was still a, a good amount of people out there who were like, "This is just crazy!" Like, yeah. this, 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 like the fact that this is even possible is really crazy. And I feel like you know that that, that whole like national consciousness kind of thing has kind of moved to the point where like 
well, I guess this is okay. And, and that, that's kind of scary to me that, like, in that short of time, we could go from everybody realizing how crazy this is to being like, well, I guess it's not so bad. I, I don't know. That's, that's scary. Yeah, no, yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> we have definitely collectively made a lot of excuses for what's okay, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's literally, you know what it's kind of like, I just thought of this and maybe I'm wrong, but you mentioned the old guy in the alley, you know, spewing on his thoughts on life. The You know, the other place that that happens in America, um, it happens at Thanksgiving every year with somebody's de facto crazy uncle, right? You know, everybody, yeah. mm-hmm. everybody's yeah. got one, right? But, yeah. right, but right now, not only do we have somebody who I think we could all agree is the most like a crazy uncle to be president in our lifetime. I'm not, you know, Republican, Democrat, <laughs> the most loose cannon, crazy uncle rhetoric to ever come out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is happening currently. I think that's just fair. So basically, yeah. but, but then I think it's emboldening like our senators to find their inner crazy uncle and it's emboldening people to all basically become their own version of a crazy uncle. You know what I mean? Like everybody is on crazy uncle duty right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's so surprising and it's so like, it's like people keep topping each other with the craziness and just kind of like <laughs> yeah. seeing how far they can push it. Uh, it's scary. It's literally uh, one of my favorite things in the internet era is when someone puts on Instagram, like, oh, someone did this, and then this guy was like, hold my beer. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because you know what the best thing about, about like, how, how these things, like, kind of blow up online is that, like, we have a way of collectively finding things that, like, just work, right? So that, that yes. line just works. <laughs> it just blows up. People keep using it. It was, like, before that, it was, like, drop, mic drop. Right? Mic drop, right. That one just worked. It said exactly what you needed to say with only two two words. But yeah, that's, that is great. Hold my beer. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, so we definitely have a crazy uncle epidemic right now in America, and that is that is what it is. Um, let me ask you this. This is this was not planned, but um, I guess we've got the very important midterms coming up in a few weeks. Uh, you've, but, like, let's look beyond that. Like, we'll get back to that in a second, actually. But... Who do you like? Who do you like coming out of the Democratic Party in 2020? Or more importantly, do you do you think and, and hope, like I do, that maybe we get a third person to run, like a Mike Bloomberg, just to muddy the waters enough to, like, you know, basically, basically, a third candidate will marginalize the crazy uncle vote enough that that, that basically will block a path for Trump and. What do, you, what do you see happen in 2020 and, like, the path to victory there for people who would like to see what happens without Donald Trump as president? Yeah, okay, so uh, number one choice as of this moment, as far as, like, coming out of, let's say, the Democratic Party, yep. would be Kamala Harris. Yeah, right? she's got some heat. She's been so impressive. Every time she's in one of those hearings, uh, you know, she's just so no-nonsense. She doesn't take people's crap. And I think that, like, I, I think... If you put her on the stage with Donald Trump, like her serious tone and like no nonsense is going to like his his jokes will kind of just fall flat against her. Yes. I, I really do think so. Um, I also think that the country is ready for a woman. And I don't say that I think we should elect a woman just to elect a woman. Right. But I do think that there's a lot of things going on in today's world that that if. 
there were more women in power, we'd be better off. That's that I, I I absolutely believe that. So um, yeah, I agree. My my number one choice would be Kamala Harris. Now, as far as having a third party candidate, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that hasn't worked out well for um, Democrats in the past, right? Yes. And so that would be my only thing against it. I, I, I do think that like somebody like um, uh, Kasich, I think that he would be great. Um, I hope that he primaries Donald Trump. Yes. If if he ended up being ended up becoming president instead of Donald Trump, I, I would be ecstatic, right? So it's like it's like beyond party lines. I think that there are some people who would be, uh, you know, moderate Republicans who could be good, and they wouldn't be Donald Trump. So the country would be in a much better place. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So, so that I kind of hope that he gets a, a strong primary candidate. Um, I mean, a, a challenger. But if, if there were a third party candidate and it was somebody like Bloomberg or uh, somebody else, then I, I, if, they, if they had the, the chance of, of winning and not just you know do, playing the spoiler for the Democrats, then, then I'd, I'd be all about it. Yeah, I mean, I would want somebody in the vein of Ross Perot who siphoned off Republican voters, not so much like, yes. like, you know, like, I'm not looking for a Jill Stein. I'm not looking for a Ralph Nader. I'm looking for like a Ross Perot, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, and, and again, that, that, I think Ralph Perot is why George H. W. Bush did not get reelected. It was not, you know, he probably would have had a much better shot had, had it just been him against Bill Clinton straight up, right? So, but oh, to your to yeah. your to your point, I would love to see a primary uh, for for, the, for a sitting first term president. That would be excellent. I also am very worried about what will happen, whether it's in two years or six years, when term limits kick in. And he realizes that he wants to be a dictator. And uh, I'm really worried about that. And I'd rather us just take care of that in the next two years than wait another six. Yeah, so the, I, I will tell you that that is something that has that's been a thought of mine as well. And it, it is a scary thought because, you know, there's that whole thing of that transfer of power what is what makes us such a great democracy. And, yeah. and obviously, like, Everything else that he does, Barack Obama did it, you know, with such grace, even though, you know, it was a hard time for the country. He was still so grateful in that transfer of power. I don't see it being the same way for Donald Trump. I just I, I and, and maybe maybe we do just think all the worst of him because he's shown us so many negative parts about him. So, so maybe it's, it's an unwarranted fear. But I do think about that. And, yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, the fact that we're thinking about that two years in is, is just. It's it's uncharted territory, from, you know, for me, for my th- for my thinking. I've never been like, oh, when that president is president forever, you know. Like, like, <laughs> uh, but like, you look at Turkey, and yeah. that guy's a dictator so, so it's, now. It's better, it's better for him to just be. It's better for him to just be beat in two years than yeah. in six years to have to have to try to pry it from his hands. Right. Like yes, yes. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, you know, one thing going back to like. Uh, like party lines, like honestly, I love it when a very conservative person, and I mean that like a like, I don't mean like a crazy uncle conservative. I mean like somebody who's been like a, a, a New York Times conservative policymaker for you know, or like a think tank guy, yeah. like a David Brooks yeah. type, like a David Brooks type person, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love when David Brooks puts things on Twitter, and I and I like agree and retweet and, and, and repost them because again, it proves to me. 
he's a conservative dude. I'm not. But like, I agree with that dude because he's a smart dude and he cares about the country. He cares about society. And as long as there's enough of those people out there, we're going to be okay. But like some of those people need to run for office, I feel like, you know, whether I don't care if they're conservative, like they just, we just need more like party, like, sorry, uh, country first people, but not, not people who say it and wear flags on their blazers. I mean, people who actually believe it in their heart. And like we all sit on the sidelines, I think is how just gross politics is. Um, but I would love somebody with a platform who is conservative to just come in and be like, listen, I can have an R next to my name and you guys can feel good about me, but I'm not going to be a moron. Like, let's just get to that point again. I'm happy to vote for a Republican, like if I, I or, or follow a Republican or any, it doesn't matter to me. Just be country, just be country first for real. Don't just say it, like be it, you know? And, and I love, yeah. I love agreeing with those guys that, that are conservative guys because they're right about that. It's like the country, you know? I agree. I think I think where, what I would pinpoint as the problem, because I think that like you take somebody like um, a Lindsey Graham, right? Yeah. And I think that probably at one point in his career, he was that that Republican who cared about the country. He was. Right? He used to be. Yeah, he used he to was be. Probably that person who thought that he went to work every day to make the world a better place. Yes. Right? Yes. I think that somewhere along the line. His base, and maybe just the, the, the you know uh, uh, the American electorate, but I guess more so on the on the Republican side, they 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 care only about winning, right? Only about owning the libs. Right. It has nothing to do with furthering making the country better. It has to do with like my side's winning, and that because that's the climate in Washington D.C. right now. That's that's how that's what everybody's. You know, that's what everybody's showing that they're that they're trying to do. They're just trying to win. They're just trying to own the libs. They they want to put something on the scoreboard for the red team. Right, but it's yeah. amazing because, like, to your point, great point. Like, they're they're going harder for the red team than the red, white, and blue team, and that's the problem. Easily, one hundred percent. And what people people because, you know people, even, people, even even their core principles before are, have are, have went. Like they don't even exist anymore. Like right. the Republicans were all about like shrinking the, the national debt. You know, um, being conservative as far as the amount of money that that we spend and that yes. kind of thing. Those, those things, those that, that's a that's a joke right now. No, they don't even care about it. No, at all. it's it's literally just winning. They pick they pick a side of an issue. It's always the opposite side of the blue team, and they just want to win. The, they just want to win, but like. They're playing into murals. It's the same country, guys. Like we're we're literally playing into murals, and meanwhile, our varsity team is getting destroyed abroad. Like like yeah. the varsity team is the team that, that that ended communism. The varsity team ruined the Soviet Union. The varsity team, you know, helped helped win World War II. That's the varsity. Okay, the JV is playing each other and caring who wins in gym class. I don't care if you're red or blue. If you're, if all you care about is the blue team or the red team, you are playing in gym class. You are not playing your rival down the street. You are not playing in the Super Bowl. You are playing in gym class and like gym class heroes. That's the that's it. Owning the libs yeah. is like you're a gym you're gym class heroes. I don't yeah. give a crap. I don't know. I feel like I'm half crazy, half right. But like, it's it's the red, white, and blue team, folks. Like you every 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 four years, we like the Olympics. Yeah, real life is the Olympics, and the country being better than it was yesterday is winning, not winning against people you don't like in your country. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, Marky. Sorry, buddy. You got me going. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's what I do. I like it. That's, what, that's Guys, this is why Marky is like six soda waters deep at 10 a.m., you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. 
Um, all right, man. So what do you think happens? This is my last question for you. What do you think happens uh, midterm election 2018, a few weeks away? What do you see going down? Okay. Um, I do I do think that, that the Democrats will win the House. Okay. Um, I think that, which, I mean, that's a big win because then at least there is some accountability for, you know, the executive, executive branch. That's what Congress is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to be a check on the executive branch, and they haven't done that, obviously. Correct. So at least we win back that in a, in a, in a, in a I want to, I, I'll say in a significant way, right? We win back some ability to put that check on, on the Yeah, at least branch. slow down the snowball from going down the hill, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Keep the avalanche at bay, maybe. Um, and then, and then the, as far as the Senate is concerned, um, you know, with, I, I think that I, I think, I don't think that we'll win this. I don't think that the Democrats will win the Senate. Um, my, my heart is really behind Beto O'Rourke in Texas. Yep. I don't think he can do it, but you know, I'm, ho- I got, I, I'm hoping that the polling is wrong, but it is Texas. That's a, that's a h- uphill battle so uh, you know races like that i just think that there will still be enough people to um come out and vote for you know the republicans because if nothing else donald trump is great as at solidifying that base right he cares more about throwing them red meat than to advancing um the country you know in, in positive ways yeah so I think that I think that he's thrown enough red meat to them that uh, that they that they'll hold the Senate, uh, but I, I do think that that uh, the Democrats will um, take the House. That's a good prediction. Um, back to Beto, real quick. He might even if he doesn't win this election, he he might actually be the first guy who like can't beat Ted Cruz in a Texas election, but might be able to like run for president despite that fact. Like now his appeal outside of Texas is, is like so much bigger than it is in Texas, which is great. You know, it's not great. For, it's yeah, not great for him to win this. I, I mean, in, in, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say in, in this crazy universe that we're in, you know, if you had said to me, you know, five years ago, can somebody, Lose a Senate race in, in in Texas, and then and then just go directly and have a a, a successful run for the presidency. I'd say no way. Yeah. But the, the place that we're in right now, you know, he's certainly he's the kind of candidate you know that gives Chris Matthews the tingles. You know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. I love it. Awesome, man. Well, hey, this is uh. This has been a good morning exercise, man. I appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate you coming on and talking about. Yeah, anytime, anytime you want to talk this kind of stuff, you know I'm interested. Well, guys, guys like, you know. yeah, to the folks listening, I mean, get used to the sound of Marky Sal's voice because not only is are we about to get right into the the the, the, the thick of the midterm elections, but NBA starting this week too, and. Uh, for those of you who've been listening, you know you know Marky Sal is our NBA insider. So like, yeah, I think we're gonna get get a lot of a lot of politics and a lot of hoops in the next uh, next few months here. It should be pretty. It should be good for us, good for entertainment. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's there's some good news coming out of Washington because I know the NBA is gonna be exciting. But I'm hopefully hopefully Washington will give us like a like a quantum of of us uh, of something good to talk about. But I'm not I'm not optimistic on that. But whatever. I hope so. Beautiful. Mark, you stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Everybody else, filibuster freestyle, filibusterfreestyle.com. And please, if you need some wall decor, check out Marky Sal, wall decor. Marky, what's the Twitter handle? Uh, 
Is it at Marky um, at Marky underscore Sal? At at, at Marky Sal underscore WD. At Marky Sal underscore WD. The WD is for wall decor, and he's also on Etsy.com. I bought some stuff recently off of it. It looks phenomenal. I still owe you a picture of that stuff, Marky. I'll get it to you. And uh, everybody else, check it out. Buy some of Marky's stuff. Marky, thanks for being on, buddy. For sure.